0: I know we're not going to talk about cyberpunk for a while because we've got to wrap up all our goatee stuff, but I did want to posit a question to the the three of you. Oh. Um, And that question is that... Okay, like I have, I believe, like seven fillings and one crown, like a fake tooth like in my in my head. And I also- oh, Wait, 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 is this character customization or are you talking about Griffin and Me, Griffin Macroy, That would be okay. wild if that was the degree to which character customization was available to you. <laughs> and, uh, no, Cyberpunk <laughs> gives you three choices of genitalia, no filling options. I guess oh, it does get, let you pick your teeth anyway. Seven fillings and one crown and I also wear corrective eyewear. So okay. I'm that's my baseline. I'm wondering if I am the most cyberpunk of the four of us, just with my oh. level of sort of like uh you know, uh wetware, okay. sort Not of body close. mod, cyberware.
1: I, I destroy you. Oh what, yeah, yeah? Yeah. I have I have steel plates on both hips from bone grafts. And my jaw was broken, so I have a steel bar in my jaw and then Jeez. I have back retainers under both teeth. I mm-hmm. when I go through the uh the security, I have to let them know that like <laughs> my dude, it's gonna go off. Like Man,
0: <laughs>
2: that's pretty cyberpunk.
1: Here's uh, my um, yeah.
0: here's
2: my submission. I um had a cyber surgery to have uh my uh uh huh. Uh semen not work anymore. That was uh, yeah. a cyber surgery I had. Sure. An, um, if you ask me, it was an upgrade. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I did get a cyber upgrade. Yesterday I got two stems. Uh-huh. Stem shots of into my wrist to increase my hacking abilities, which mm-hmm. is to say, <laughs> treat my carpal tunnel syndrome. But <laughs> still, yeah, no, it works. Increases mm. my hack. You can't hack with the carp, baby. Yeah.
1: So those are
2: two. <laughs> I
1: got it some might fillings. be the winner. Yeah. yeah. Fresh. Do you do you have any any
3: any upgrades? Uh, when I was a small, very nerdy teenage child, I'm <laughs> so uh, glad you grew out of that. By the way, very Half little has changed. That. Uh, I was uh, they uh, something called the Herbst appliance was installed in my mouth. Um, if you can Google it, you will be horrified. You it is I'm a Googling freakish is braces seconds. situation that uh, I think is outlawed in sixteen countries now. But for two years of my high school life, oh. I had this situation. Dog, my Russell. man, this is
2: this is the most cyberpunk shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, you. bring it did it let Friends, you shot down I, I, if i can describe this to you it looks like if you've ever seen a slow hinge on a door it looks like it looks two like of that. those in your mouth i've never seen anything like this russ <laughs> you can i can i say something right now you i i want to sit here and apologize you've come so far yeah. like i did i didn't if i had known what you'd overcome I don't know if Plant is frozen or just looking at the pictures <laughs>
1: is heinous. Okay, listen, Russ, the, you the are cyberpunk. The only problem is, I don't know if you're a cyberpunk so much as you're a transformer.
0: Yeah, mm, I would almost argue a robot this in looks, disguise. This looks more steampunk
1: to
2: me. This Yes. <laughs> it's Rustpunk.
1: My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best games of the year. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best game of the year. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best game of the year.
0: My, My name is Ross McElroy, and I know the best game of the year. 50% mm. thought you were going straight in the Lion King. Always like, down, I get it. but I've never done it.
2: out. The besties <laughs> will not, cannot be stopped. Uh, we are here again to wrap up this, this incredible year. Memorable, <laughs> memorable year of video game entertainment. Um, we have so much to talk about. Um, plant, what what do we have in store for uh, this episode? We
1: have four just absolutely brutal rounds to get us to the final, what? Four. So, that's a semi-finals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we'll have two more, we'll have, we'll have some more after that. Um, uh, one thing that y'all should know, for people who've been paying very close attention, we had our bracket. Getting to this point, the seating has been thrown out the window. We're just putting up good head-to-head matches. We want you getting the best. I mean, of trying this. to. It's That's, not
3: given that we have as well, many games as we have. It's kind of difficult to put this to together. De-
1: so if it's bad, blame him. <laughs> I'm yeah. just the hype, man. man. Um,
3: and you know what? We'll get right to that after the commercial break. you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. These battles are
2: starting early and they're, they're coming in hard. Um, <laughs> did we not? Okay, so this is round two. Yeah, yeah. Of the of our what? original 16, we're down to, to eight. Sorry, these uh-huh. games look familiar, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> We've pitted them against each other before. <laughs> our first round is Paradise Killer versus Among Us, a listener pick, the sole listener pick to make it through our brutal sweet 16. Yeah, and
3: I would say, like, I think in the first 16, they were definitely, as you know, some matchups were like, well, we know this game is going to win. Um, but we can sort of move on very quickly because we you know, but we'll give some respect to the other game that that uh has an earnest uh shot at being good. Uh whereas I think here we're really starting to get into I have no clue which of these is gonna win. I have an inkling, but yeah. uh this is a pretty heady matchup and we've got a few of them coming at us soon. We tend talk- not to move faster Wait. than that sort of level of meta commentary uh
2: from now on. Okay. We're Retworth's time. Fucking yes. pick one right now, Russ.
3: I've since the him and, pick and Han. Pick one. My gut is probably Among Us uh, oh. out of these games. What? So, Interesting.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. So, so I, again, we talked a lot about Paradise Killer uh, in in part one. Yes. I'm not going to go in length about it, and we talked a little bit about Among Us as well. I, you know, I think Among Us falls into the category that Pokemon Go did a few years back, which I remember doing a like a hard argument for Pokemon Go, uh, which is to say it became and continues to be a cultural phenomenon. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about hidden uh, and roll games and why it is so good at that, but really just the fact that um, it has literally brought so many people together in this very shitty time uh, to have fun with their friends in like, in not in the same way that like, you know, you play a multiplayer game. It's like, oh, shoot that guy, COD kind of multiplayer. This is like direct interaction with the personalities of people you know, uh, right. which I think... I think is really meaningful and great. Um and I like the cute little guys. They run around, they do stuff. Justin, you look like you have indigestion right
2: now. Yeah, I'm really I'm weighing this one I'm chewing on it because like I personally loved Paradise Killer a lot. It is so specifically my aesthetic and kind of thing that I enjoy. It, I I but I actually think I'm leaning among us on this just because it's just been a very powerful thing to be able to turn on and like bring people together. People of all different, you know, uh, uh, levels of interest in gaming, people who know each other or don't know each other. Um, we recently found out that, um, uh, because of the ongoing unpleasantness, Sydney's sibling Taylor won't be able to come in for Christmas. And one of the first things that we said was like, was started planning on like, the Among Us game we're going Mm. to play that evening. You know what I mean? Like, and that in this year specifically, I'm not saying that's enough to like carry you, but I don't think you could deny the sort of cultural impact.
3: And and I want to mention that specifically, like something that doesn't get a lot of attention, but definitely should is how easy it is to get cross-platform games going, to get multiplayer going. Like there's no barrier to entry there and that can easily sink the best possible game in the world and it's just like like that, like so smooth. The fact that and this indie for... indie studio
0: came out with such a robust and like genuinely uh, hassle free online multiplayer experience that is catering to millions and millions and millions of people is 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 a staggering accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. there's um, one other
1: thing that I want to say uh, in praise of it. They were making Among Us too, and they stopped and yeah. they focused all of that effort into just making Among Us more like a living game. And I think that is great. It would be hard to have released Among Us What. They released it last summer, twenty nineteen. I think it's like two years old or something. Yeah. yeah. To have that game be that old and then finally people come on board. And you're pretty primed to be like, Oh, you you enjoy that? Okay. We're gonna charge you again. Like yeah. right now, <laughs> we're in ready. It's fucking three D now. <laughs> yeah, every everything was like this just landed perfectly for us. And instead, um they they played it smart, uh, and I, I think there's something like refreshing about an indie the, indie-ish dev uh, setting yeah. a, a solid example. Like, I, that. just to put up a, a I, I think Among Us is going to win.
0: I I still think Paradise Killer I like better um, because it it is just this type of game. Didn't we didn't get a lot of great entries of this type of game? I feel like this year, um, and it's like my like Juice said, like my exact shit. Uh, Mm -hmm. And unlike a lot of games that I played this year that I liked, like, Paradise Killer is one of the few that, like, as time went on, the more I looked back on it, like, fondly, like, the more I realized, Mm. like, that was a truly singular, like, experience of the kind that is is my favorite kind of of gaming experience. So I I think Among Us wins, but I also, I I cannot recommend Paradise Killer highly enough. Agreed. Okay. sounds
2: good congratulations to among us
3: the furthest i think any listener pick not that we've done been doing them for very long but this yeah. is a very impressive feat for a listener pick uh which is made into the semifinals. yes
2: congratulations uh next up uh
3: whoa animal two crossing games. versus kentucky route zero just not thrilled about this matchup but my options were pretty limited so yeah. sorry about that in advance <laughs>
0: um Let's talk about Animal Crossing. We didn't at all in the last episode, assuming yeah, that we yeah, would do it in this one. Uh, I think a lot of the same things that we just said about Among Us, we could say even more <laughs> so about Animal Crossing because it is it, this this franchise has always been its own thing. As much as people can like say it's oh, it's like cutesy Sims or whatever. like it's it is truly a thing of its own, uh, and it occupies. I also think like Among Us, like this space that non gamers are excited about my uh, my wife Rachel does not play video games she was she started playing uh, the 3ds Animal Crossing earlier this year and got a switch to play New Horizons and it's a game that we play together all the time my dad got in on Animal Crossing uh, his wife Carol got into Animal Crossing
2: and I will my go wife parties. Who never plays anything it's beneath. it's
0: astonishing I, I go yeah. to I go to parties that uh, that that dad throws at his island and go to his little uh, amphitheater that he built uh, where he puts on uh, illegal productions of Hamilton. Like it's it's, <laughs> the, it's it's fucking buck wild. The the reach that this game has had, and I it would not have had this reach if we weren't in the middle of a global pandemic. Like I I, I truly think that that's probably true. But it is it is. Uh, Juice called it the most important game of all time. I think when we first did an episode where we talked about it and. That's a that's a goof, but I also like uh, I I think a lot, especially as we get close to the end of the year here, like um, how we are going to look back at the entertainment like media of of this year, like mm. walking, looking back at like old episodes of SNL, you know, ten years from now, and thinking like, oh god, that was so fucking weird that like that is how we had to make things and enjoy things in this year where we couldn't like be in the same place together and when i think about how we're going to look back on animal crossing like that like it it genuinely makes me kind of emotional because i cannot i cannot imagine like going without that experience like going without playing going to my dad's like hamilton animal crossing productions online and feeling like as funny as it was like you know being there with several of my of my family and friends at the same time like it is uh it is a tr- a truly connective experience the likes of which like I don't think gaming has ever really had before mm-hmm. um yeah I, I I also love Animal Crossing and I think it's a fantastic game I think that they dropped the ball in the usual Nintendo ways of online yeah. connectivity yeah. uh and there's the the usual hurdles that you have to jump over there there's some clever workarounds they did like with you know here's a, a code and anybody with this code can just come to your island and uh, or they can go to the Dream Suite and just go to an offline version of your island if you want to show them what you've yeah. done. Like, they've gotten better about that. And the constant content updates, I think, is is truly impressive. I just,
3: I,
1: I, this is my game of the year, and I, I adore it. Yeah,
3: I... Plant, you want to talk to, y- speak to... Yeah, conductors? I'll speak
1: to that. I, I think all of that is true for the month of March. Um, I think that my problem with Animal Crossing, and I, and I love it, is... Nintendo's failures and typical failures with online are so huge with this yeah. game that it prevented something I think like miraculous from happening. Like I think for a month we saw people just muscle their way through the headaches mm. of getting online to enjoy this game and like okay I remember whenever we would get to have a polygon to get together and it's like well I'm gonna have something else to do for an hour while I wait for yeah. people to load in and load out and yeah. do all that and this could have been truly like a the best game of all time sort of thing if the online was just basically as good as any other online game in existence in the past yeah. 10 years.
2: Yeah,
3: imagine if it was like on the level of Among Us, it would have been oh, Of course, unbelievable. Yeah. On the level yeah. of like
2: Power Rangers, Battle for the Crystals, <laughs> like anything, yes. any, anything, any game. Anything. It's at yeah. like the can bottom of the list. So like anything above it is an improvement. It,
1: and that's that's what I find so frustrating about this game is I I agree, especially during like March and April, it felt like this was just the most astonishing thing to happen in games. And then I fell off of it so hard because of these failures that it's a weird thing where like if we end up giving it the game of the year. It's not necessarily because of the game, it's
3: because of the community. That's not to so say the game is bad. It's because uh, the year I don't, I don't personally
2: Sometimes personally. it's the game, sometimes it's the year. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. you know,
3: for what it's worth, I do want to say like I think for the amount of time I probably played online with people maybe ten or twelve times, so enough. But I think it's still, I mean, it's the best Animal Crossing game they've ever made. That's, I don't think, a question. Yeah. I think it is a pretty spectacular game. It's a game I'm still playing. I play, like, yeah. once a month to, like, I, get fish and bugs and stuff, but I think it does hold up even without, it, even considering the sh- very, very shitty online. I, I think it holds up as a good top
1: 10 game, but I, it without the online stuff, it's, like, a, I think a, a chore can, I, simulator. I, I, I think skipping over or, like, Uh, pushing
0: into the margins the the community aspect is is not uh, a a fair way of talking about the game because it is kind of wild to consider the community that has come around this game a lot of it is not great but all of it is in response to Nintendo's sort of failings Hmm. Uh, things like nookazon and all of the things that make this game a roadblock like Nintendo has weird Like, we don't want kids to play with grown-ups, like, Mm -hmm. things going on there. But they also are, like, they put it in this walled garden where they are super careful about like item duping and like the reason it the the online play is such a pain in the ass is anytime somebody joins an island everybody on that island has to save their game right then and there and that happens every time anybody goes and leaves right because that way they can prevent people from you know aping the system and and duping their items and shit like that and it's like so unnecessary it's animal crossing like who gives it this is not like destiny it's not like some like competitive multiplayer experience that's a wild (laughs) way of doing that um but I I came back to the game in October. I probably fell off in May after playing mm. it really hard. And then I came back in October and like tore my whole island down and rebuilt it, uh, like paying attention to like all these aesthetic communities that have come up around the game. Like, and and again, every month they've been like putting in these pretty huge updates with like new recipes to craft and new big special events. Like, I, I, I don't think, I think there's a certain type of person, Chris, and I think that it's like fully fair that, fell fell off because of the frustrations and maybe because of the repetitiveness of the experience but I think the investment that I made in those first couple months was enough to make me keep coming back anytime they add something new to the game which they have been more than any other game in Nintendo's history I think like really
2: fucking good at at tapping into. Justin looks like a statue just has feelings. I don't I just don't. I I had a fun time with it and I had more fun with it than I thought I would and when everybody around me was playing it and talking about it it was very cool. Um, but like that that died down kind of for everybody around the same moment. And I just it was like um I just too much of it felt like tours. And you have that moment with, with a lot of games like this where you see the Matrix and you're like, Oh my god, this I don't care about any of this. I'm just wasting my my life minutes. Um and 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 that's been because the, the group of people around me stopped playing it as much. And uh um. That. But it's like not, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe that's the fault of Animal Crossing. Maybe it's just the fact that like I have to play a lot of games for, for this podcast. So I don't know.
3: Speaking um, of games, we should talk about the matchup. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll
1: give a farewell to Kentucky Route Zero because I think there's no way that y'all are going to let it survive this. So <laughs> even with great justin mildly dunking on animal crossing his face yeah, says i could dunk worse on kentucky route zero. <laughs> I, so so, I was, let's not do it let's give it a
3: nice well, i, I, nice I, I
2: want to talk about my disappointment with kentucky route zero for uh, the 10th time this year i did just, talk about it in part one a
3: little bit so yeah. it's oh, good, good
2: good thanks for that let me go back and listen to it so i make sure i'm not disappointed <laughs> I this. um no I, I i think kentucky route zero is fascinating and i think anybody like i wish more games tried for this kind of thing. It is wildly inventive, wildly uh, ambitious. Um, I think it was hampered by uh, the 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 length of the time it took to develop and the sort of shifting target, I think, for what the developers wanted to say and how they wanted to say it with, with the game. I feel like if the whole thing was made in the span of a year and a half or whatever, then it would feel a lot more consistent and cogent. Um, but there is something like very admirable about this sort of like shaggy dog story Mm -hmm. with like uh weird uh off roads into absurdity and an abstraction um i think it's very very neat and there's so
0: there's so much of it too i i played it for the first time front to back this year and it is that between the side stories which to me are the best part i think of the entire experience Mm -hmm. like uh, if you're looking for a story to kind of get lost in, which is, hey, it's a good time for that, Uh, you can do no better than Kentucky Route Zero because there's a fuck ton of lore to like get sink your teeth into.
2: I will yeah, say I th- also I feel like Kentucky Route Zero was mainly me not meeting it halfway. I think yeah. that I did something that I used to do with a lot of David Lynch stuff where there would be all these pieces and fragments of things that hmm. didn't one to one connect for me and I was kind of hoping for a finale that you would have this one moment where you're like, oh my God, you know, Galaxy Brain, it all makes sense.
3: Yeah, you wanted the um, Cryptex.
2: Yeah, exactly. And this wasn't that, right? Which is, again, I don't, it's, it's probably more, more my fault or my expectations, but um, a, ve- a very cool thing.
1: Press, you have anything before I do my eulogy?
3: Yeah, Um, I think it's a very good game to play. If you happen to find yourself stuck in a giant snowstorm, which I am currently living in. I think it's, like, a perfect game for that. It's, like, a really good alternative to, like, cozying up in, like, a comfy chair and getting all warm and cozy and just, like, uh, having it absorb you. Um, so I think, uh, you know, but we talked a little bit in part one about how the, like, quote, narrative didn't land with me. But I do agree with Plant that, like, the the vibe and, like, we you know, art obviously... <laughs> It should make you feel something. And it's certainly like when I think back, I have a have like part of my brain has like enveloped by the vibe that was Kentucky Route Zero. And I think that was very strong and remains very strong. So, um, yeah, that's all I had to say. Yeah. So my eulogy is basically the opposite of Justin's
1: experience, which I think is like obviously fair. Uh, But for me, what I like about this game is how long it took to make it. And is how it evolved over the years. I mean, here is a game that literally was born in one recession and ended in another about (laughs) the failings of America and how that target changed really year to year. That, you know, for whether it is the economic housing crisis, whether it is the opioid epidemic, whether it is the, uh, rise of populism um all of these things are like factoring into each each episode and i think the fact that we have a document of this really truly unprecedented decade in american history and it's a video game and not you know a book or a movie or anything like that is is incredible I mean, you know, people are always searching for video games as, you know, when are we going to have this moment of being an urtext of, you know, American history? And, like, that happened. It exists. Um, you know, whether or not everybody loves it or not is is a whole different argument. But that is so special. And I, I don't want that to get lost on people. Um, yeah that like we, we got that thing um, because it, it's pretty incredible. So with that,
3: I bid it farewell. We love you, Kentucky Route Zero. Kentucky Route Zero, for what it's worth, showed up in the very first <laughs> game of the year conversation of Fucking the besties. Fantastic. I know. Incredible. Absolutely amazing.
1: And it almost won, because. but then we we're like, we should wait for it to finish. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah, Kentucky, eight Kentucky years Route ahead. Zero. <laughs> Next matchup, I assume, will also be quite
0: short.
3: Yeah, I think we can keep this pretty short, just because we talked a lot about Ori and the Will of, of the and yeah. how great it is in part one. Um, it's it's going up against Hades. Yeah, let's talk uh, about Hades then,
0: because we also did the Animal Crossing thing to Hades, which is like, oh, it'll be one of our yeah. final two. So let's. Uh,
1: do do we really need to talk about it right now? Because we're gonna talk about it a lot more. We have two more chances to talk about Hades. Um, the- I feel like if we don't talk about one
2: and then do talk about the other, it gives a bias towards. The yeah. one that we just talked about a lot. Like, well, we I forget think all we could just say that Hades it. is
1: moving on. We've talked about Ori and the Will of the Wisp already.
2: I don't like, oh, perfect. Do, uh, okay, well, yeah. this will be a short. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ori is very, very good, and it's very. For, good. And I think it's one of the best. One of these, they have. I, Ori was already the first was so pleasant already. Yeah, Ori has chipped away all of like the little annoying things until it's just like. I mean, it's it is a delight. I mean, it is moment to moment exploration's a joy getting around the world's a joy the combat's a joy experimenting with new stuff is a joy it feels so fun and free and the level design of this thing is so impeccable i constantly felt had this feeling of oh i don't think i'm supposed to be here but Mm -hmm. i'm gonna keep going forward just in case and that's like they sustain that the entire game of this this sense of like oh, I think I've messed up actually pretty bad. (laughs) But you haven't. You've just gotten to where it is and it's making you feel this way. Um, And and I think that's phenomenal.
3: I don't think I've ever had a Metroidvania make me cry before. Yeah. That's a first. Me neither. I love Metroidvania games and
0: this joins the pantheon of like Symphony of the Night and Aria of Sorrow and uh, uh, Hollow Knight that are like, games I'm going to con- I'm going to replay this game like frequently I imagine because that's what I I've, I've beaten Hollow Knight like three or four times now like this is and this game joins that that list which is a very very small list and uh if, if you miss it this year fix that fix that right now
3: yeah I agree uh I, so w- what do we decide are we are we gonna dive into Hades is, <laughs> so is, is fucking amazing so let's talk amazing. about it later we're gonna have plenty of time okay,
1: okay
2: yeah yeah but it, spoiler alert is really good if you <laughs> die really before good. that die knowing that he's <laughs> it's very good yeah uh um, okay oh man, here's talk about funeral one. for a friend come yeah. on. No, hey listen
3: yeah? for real monster tra- monster train come here well let's talk let's, about the matchup because it's important yeah for it's know. spelunky
2: 2 versus monster train there it is and you guys can go ahead and talk about spelunky 2 if you want i need to tell monster train about the farm we're gonna have with all the rabbits and how uh, we're gonna live off the fat of the land. And um, he's just gonna keep thinking about the rabbits and staring off in the distance uh-huh. while you guys talk about Spelunky 2. Shh, don't listen, don't listen Monster Train. You're very good. Splunky 2 like
3: fucking car. rocks, but Monster Train. I
0: feel the same way about both <laughs> these games actually because I did not get very far into Spelunky 2 because it's hard as shit and I don't like playing games like that like glued to my TV. So when it was announced on Switch, you beat Sekiro six times, Griffin. <laughs> yeah, but it's
2: that's Spelunky is a different kind
0: of difficulty than Sekiro, like entirely. Okay. I think it's silly to to say okay, that they're fine. This, fine. similar monster Uh,
2: train turn turn around for one second i think russ is forcing griffin into being more negative on spelunky you might (laughs) uh but one ear open
0: monster train if i feel the same way about like if if monster train was out on i if it was out on ipad like i would have played the shit out of this game but it's like i didn't get into slay the spire until it was out on on switch like i i i I only played portable games for the most part this year and if both of these games had been that then i would have sunk my teeth into them way deeper but hey who knows next year right
3: and Monster Train will definitely come out on Switch as well, uh, but Spunky Two is also just announced on Switch. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. We talked a lot about Monster Train. I loved it. I thought it was great. But I think Spunky Two is uh, uh, something truly, truly special. I think I like
1: Spelunky One better. So it's
0: okay. I don't know, I don't know what to do with that. Well, I that think we should. We can dive yeah, into that. Once you that played
1: little. more Spelunky Two when it's on Switch. Y- y- your opinion. Yeah, might call. this might
3: be. A right, let's just let's put combo. this round on
0: ice, and we'll circle back to it in 2021. No, and, <laughs> no, okay.
3: Um, uh, I think Spunky Two is going to move on, but I but I'm going to at length talk about it in the next round because I feel I have a lot of very strong feelings about Spunky Two. All
2: right. Oh, nice. Ooh, okay, great. Well, I'm looking forward to that. What What does it look like after the break? Huh?
3: Okay, so after the break, we are left with four games: Among Us, Animal Crossing, Hades, Spelunky Two. Those I prefer for two good, uh, good
1: pair-ups. I like Among Us. Yeah, I'm gonna not, that's how the pair-ups are going to be, too. Yeah, okay. I think
2: that's fair. Um, oh, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. But first, I don't actually know if you'll hear ads here in a second. It may just be <laughs> silence. <laughs> <That> <laughs> we'll
3: Won't it be a little out, treat we'll if you don't hear that. an ad and it just jumps right into fun? Yeah, Yeah. Th- yeah. That's something else fun. we'll talk about after the break.
2: Which may or may not exist.
1: <laughs>
3: Y'all
1: rocketmoney.com slash besties welcome back a lot of great
2: sponsors this week <laughs>
1: sure which one's your favorite all of uh, them. Justin what? who's your favorite of, of the five sponsors this week
2: Just Bed Springs when you need Bed Springs for mm-hmm. one discreet spring to replace and you mm-hmm. want them artisanally made in Brooklyn yeah there's no place better than Just Bed Springs
0: for, for <laughs> me it was Pringos they're not Pringles they're gluten free and they are sent to you in a little box, a
2: discreet box that says Pringos on it. And they're not edible. They no. Are coasters. <laughs> and birth control devices. Uh, okay, so we've got. Um, <laughs> NuvaRing presents Pringos. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: we've got two big matchups. Um, can we, uh, let's let's do uh, Hades versus Spelunky first. Yes, okay. I, I love Because we didn't talk that. about either of those games, really. Yes,
0: so t- wh- how about Team Spelunky 2 goes first since we just okay.
3: sort of s- talked about it and danced I'm going to talk about Spelunky 2. I've played more Spelunky 2 than anyone in the podcast. According to Steam, I'm at around 85 hours in Spelunky 2. I have not beaten the game. Uh, there is a true, quote, true ending to the game that I have not reached yet. I've gotten very, very, very close, but I have not beaten it yet.
1: Um, good. Wait, are you trying? So here's about, a,
3: you've gotten very close on the co. It's a spoiler, but there, it's Cosmic Ocean, whatever. Yeah, I, th- knowing the name, I've not made it to Cosmic Ocean. Oh, so you haven't gotten close. You haven't even. Be, I'm not. I'm the never going to do. There's a super secret ending that I'm never going to do, and I mean, might said, be that. the Cosmic fun. Ocean. <laughs> Suffice it to say, uh, Spunky Two um, is unquestionably harder than Spunky One. There's no doubt about that. Um, but I do think there is a lot more going on within Sponky 2 that makes it the sort of game that uh, can sustain my interest for 85 hours and not feel uh, like I've seen everything. Whereas when I became an expert and remain an expert in Sponky HD, mm-hmm. I basically had seen every. like I feel very confident that I've seen everything and essentially know what every scenario can really throw at me whereas i think splunky 2 what it introduces and why it's so harsh to newcomers like way more harsh than the first one is uh way more variability even though you can get to a point where you can predict a lot and you can be an expert this game there's a lot more uh that you can not predict and not expect if you don't really have like this matrix like view of what is going on on the screen. The simple example, very early on the molds that everyone has talked about where they come crashing down through the ceiling. And in the first game, you could just stand in a corner and be chill and like, think through your next move and really like take it slow. And this game, uh, I think constantly encourages you to adapt and be flexible and, and mess around, um, to the point where I think it has a lot more staying power in that way. Um, I would also add, uh, the post game support has been very good. They've released probably 16 to 20 patches since the game came out. changing like very small like game feel things to like larger like there's an Olmec boss fight that plays differently than it used to. Um, they've really, uh, I think, been very tapped into the community to like follow this game. Um, the last thing I'm gonna say please. is they just now, yes, uh, now six, five months after release, added online play to the pc version i have not tried it yet i was traveling when it came out i'm desperate to try it but i do think it will allow people to experience something that I think almost nobody, very few people experienced of a Sponky HD, which is Sponky multiplayer is fucking outrageously fun. It's so much yes. fun. The only way I enjoyed the game was playing it
0: with Russ. And I, I, will, I will say this, it was some of the most fun I had playing video games this year.
3: Yeah. And, that and is we why, had to play it just so people are aware. We had to play it over Steam remote play Steam. Remote play. So yeah. there was like a half second delay whenever I was playing I with will, Griffin. <laughs> and even then- it was still a fucking blast.
0: Literally, Russ, whenever you want to play that, like, text me. But I. But that, like, double-edged sword, it's a fucking shame that that wasn't there. Like, because it, it was a big mm. selling point. And then, like, yep. I think the week in, before the game was going to be released, it was announced, like, okay, so uh, this is not done. And that's fine. Like, work on it and make it good don't release some you know uh, d- don't don't do a cyberpunk but at the same time like it's a it is a colossal disappointment that when I was playing this game when I was interested in it when I was like actively enrolled in the school of Spelunky 2 to like try and mm-hmm. learn learn the ropes the way that I wanted to play it was like not there that yeah that kind of sucks uh yeah because I think playing it solo I I Spelunky 1 I was totally down to Learn all of its systems in this like really punishing roguelike format, but the scale of Spelunky Two is just too much for me to enjoy in the roguelike format. Like making it as far into that game requires a lot more work than Spelunky, mm-hmm. and it makes it just too punishing for
1: me to yeah. get a blob of lava dropped in my head, and then that's fucking it. So, between Splunky One and Splunky Two, there has been like seven iterations of the like lowercase a accessibility debate in video games right. of like, hey, should you be able to have an easy mode on Dark Souls, right? Mm-hmm. And Derek you, the creator of Splunky and Splunky Two, along with the rest of the team, has always, uh, not always, but has been involved in that conversation and talked about, you know, does Spelunky change if you add those things, right? Spelunky is so much about discovery. It is about not being able to just go and find all the things in it right away that to add some of those features could hamper the, the experience, right? What I think is interesting is, I think that's true. I think you fundamentally have to set out to make the type of game that you want from the ground up to allow for that accessibility. And I, in some way, feel like Spelunky's design, going into Spelunky 2 was a trap in terms of further limiting its audience. Um, because by going, being more Spelunky means <laughs> being more difficult. It means adding more secrets. It means setting up barriers to finding those secrets. And then the opposite is Hades, which feels like right. a roguelite built from the the ground up to have the widest imaginable audience possible. And that is options like the God Mode, which we talked about, where, you know, you get more health each time you die. Yeah, damage resistance every time you die, yeah. But also the fact that, like, as you play that game, it just gives you other types of games within it. It's like, oh, hey, it looks like you're sticking around. Do you want like a home management sim? Oh, hey, it looks like you might also be interested in like a romance, like a light romance sim. Um, like there, There is so much layering that if you don't like one part of the game, it's like, no beef. Um, we have a new thing that we're going to show you in like three or four runs after this. Yeah. I think that is why that game has... Really, I mean, I mean, sadly for me, put like Splunky 2 in its shadow because everybody has connected with this game <laughs> yeah. once yeah. you try it. Well, I mean, it's so it's many not just, people.
0: It, it's not just accessibility. The thing that I keep coming back to and I try to whenever I have this thought, I think I probably said it on the show before. I try to think if it's true of any other video game I've ever played in my 33 years of life where it's not just accessible to anyone from the jump. It's fucking super super fun like that first run it doesn't lock it you start with the basic starter sword and shield with no upgrades no idea of like what the how to like build a build for yourself as you play and that Mm -hmm. first run is still awesome like it is still super enjoyable i i I think i'm contrasting it right now because i'm trying to like break into s- cyberpunk to see if there's anything salvageable yeah. or fun about that and like uh, I'm so far into that game so,
2: with this build I've been making and it's have, not
0: fun at all where hades is just like here you go uh, it's a fun I have
2: game. I have played um it's probably over a hundred hours considerably of Hades I have beaten it I can't even tell you at this point probably 30 40 times I know I could get these exact stats if I looked them up um it and every time I beat it, I'm finding these justifications for why I want to play more. Like, oh, you know, I would actually like to see how this little story thing ends. Yeah. Or I would like to unlock all the weapons or whatever. And every time I play it, it's good. <laughs> it's yeah. every single time it's fun, no matter what. There's some. There have been a few weapon aspects that I was like, this isn't really for me. I don't really like the this particular way of doing it. But... um You know, I I I, it it is and it's very smart about giving you these sort of threadbare justifications for continuing to play. It's like we know it's fun, but like if you want, why don't you find see if you can get these two characters back together or see if you can free this person or whatever. And it's just sort of like this back of mind like, I'm not goofing around. I'm doing my job. (laughs) But it is it just happens to be a very fun job. I think it is and I've said this before, it's the funnest game ever made (laughs) nothing's more fun than Hades it's because it's constant what is fun it's that constant loop of learning and then implementing what you have learned Hades is giving you 30 different loops every time you're playing of like oh this is fun you know if I combine this with this this is this and you're Mm -hmm. doing that kind of calculation in your head constantly like there's never been anything
1: that layers it on I'm gonna run this past y'all let me know if this is too crazy are too wild Hades is destiny for people who ha- don't have time and and by that I mean destiny you start it up right and immediately the second to second feel is good mm. right the combat is good the very first time you play it right destiny Hades they're both about just rapidly acquiring power you get more and more powerful you take on the the, the junk and you use all that junk to let go I don't know, dress up or decorate things, or have all your like silly non-combat things. The difference, though, between these two, um, Hades single-player and runs take about a half hour to an hour at tops. Uh, Destiny, a part-time job. If
2: you're doing it right, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
2: yeah, no, I think it's Hades with a with a bullet. I think uh, I, I to uh, to push back against that plant. The only differentio- mm-hmm. uh, differentiation I would make is that. I feel like it is much more a case of, like, it's not just length. It's, like, all killer, no filler. There's many parts of Destiny that are, like,
1: only filler for a little bit of Yeah, killer. that's why I said yeah. people who don't have time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, time, though, I could have an infinite time, and Tades would still be a better use of it. No, because it's more fun.
3: I would just say, uh, just before we put Spunky to bed uh, real quick, I would say I just to echo what plant said earlier i do wish that there was a version of split that were that spunky was essentially split right where there's the like quote easy version and the like real hardcore spunky fan version and the easy version could like ease people into what is a spunky game uh, unfortunately there is a varying difficulty but the easy version is really like Hard to very hard, and the true Spunky version <laughs> is next to impossible. Um, and it's like, a bummer because I do think there's so much joy that can be generated by Spunky Two, and I hope that online sort of flips that switch, yeah. as well as the release on Switch. I think will help that. It's just a drag that, like you know, even Justin, who eventually came around on it, really had to like try hard to realize. Oh, I get why Spunky Two is good. Um, and I, I want more people to have that experience, but it's it's really hard to do that.
0: Online multiplayer isn't just the best way to play the game. It is the easy version because if you die, yeah. there's a chance that you could be revived by your partner, but it's still hard as nails. Like me and Russ yeah. never made it super far while we played it, but like we got farther than I could get by myself because I didn't die yeah, you have a it's, net it wasn't like on uh, uh you know Iron Man mode where you just die right. the first time something bad touches you and and it was so much better I think that this game is going to be sort of relitigated once it's out on Switch and once online multiplayer is I think it's just in beta now is what yeah, they're it's saying in beta now. uh I it's a totally different game and it's a way better way more fun game uh so I I think that it's going to have its day in the in the sun
1: uh, also, I, I don't have the name in front of me. I apologize to our listener because I'm trying to find it on Twitter. But one of our listeners beat Cosmic Ocean. And I just want to give them an immense amount of credit because I don't n- know how anybody does this. It is, I think, the single most difficult thing to do in video games. Oh, I found it. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the listener's name is Almighty Chad. Um my <laughs> <Chad. Chad. laughs> Thank you. Uh you you are a legend.
3: A true um, Chad.
2: I feel like we've talked about our, our last two games in this round among us in Animal Crossing. I feel like we've we've given them both their due. Um I for and I and I think it's a perfect sort of uh pairing for yes, this. Because absolutely. I think these two served very similar purposes for very different uh times in the year. The 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 distinction that I would place is that i feel like among us was better about connecting people all around the world and i feel like animal crossing was at least for me better at connecting people who are like in my immediate yes. uh, sphere mm-hmm. but these are both about connection in a year when that was um really tough it's it's way more animal crossing is far more insular uh both
0: from the perspective of the pe- when I played this game, it was with our, uh, you know, the people that me and Juice work with. And it was with, uh, you know, Rachel, and it was with my family. And I I genuinely, that's my favorite way to play video games, right? Uh, Destiny 2 wasn't so hot this year, but that used to be my jam. Like I would play raids and stuff with my pals and, and stay in touch that way. For me, that was Animal Crossing this year. And I'm glad that I had a game like that. Uh, But it's also insular in the fact that, like, the community is, like, completely bonkers and builds all of these systems to play together and there's this whole black market economy and people, like, trading a hundred real dollars for a fucking digital squirrel or whatever. Like, that stuff is uh, wild and not always the healthiest. Uh, But to me, it was a, a far richer experience than Among Us was because of the people I was playing with. But I also recognize that that is a me thing like that is uh, i i probably wouldn't have gotten back into the game if if my wife wasn't playing it if i didn't want to like you know if i if i wasn't watching youtube videos of people who had gone so hard in these new ways to design the island and sort of mm-hmm. inspired me like that that's that stuff was very personal in a way that among us i've never had as per we we played it with a you know a big group of folks and that was fun but um it, it didn't have the staying power that those online experiences with Animal Crossing had. But I also don't think many people had those Animal Crossing experiences, partially because of the type of game that it is and partially because of Nintendo's, like, at this point, like, comical failings at making a, a competent online gaming experience.
3: Yeah, I, I also wanted to call out, you know, I think it's reasonable because on on its face and to and a lot of extent, it is like a chore simulator. But what grabbed me about Animal Crossing and why I ended up playing it for much longer than I any other Animal Crossing game was the nature of it being a creative platform. Right. And normally I'll like coast on the creative like Little Big Planet. I've never fucking made a level in Little Big Planet. I'll let Griffin be a maniac and do that. Yeah. But but in this game, there was something about the approachability of the creativity where I felt like I could do interesting things and have people like <laughs> get joy out of that. So, for example, I was like, well, I've been collecting all these dinosaur bones. I have a lot of duplicates. I'm going to build a dinosaur park and, like, carefully arrange each of the, like, skeletons uh, in, like, a really interesting way and plant bamboo and stuff like that. I'm going to spend two weeks collecting gnomes and then make, like, a giant gnome army with, like, a throne at the front of it. And, like, those aspects, I think, were what I think helped the community... Like engage with it even when they weren't actively playing like the fact that tweets and stuff like that would spread because right. people just wanted to see like what can you do how to spend you do all this, this time in this game what are you going to do with right. it my favorite part about this animal crossing is how they added just like basic
1: quality of live features like being able to like look at a map and then be able to like arrange your island however you want oh yeah, no wait huge. they didn't do that well no it's absolutely miserable <laughs> making doing all the things you talked about the reason I didn't do it because was like well I don't have hours to on graph paper map out what I want this to look like. Destroy everything. I mean, use I my my nook points to to pull all this off and then manually rearrange everything like I am like a uh, uh home interior decorator stuck in the Resident Evil 1 universe. But like, you don't that, that you don't have to do that. Th- this is a weird argument to make because
0: like you don't have you don't have to play it like that. If you're complaining that like you can't play it
3: like The Sims, then like yeah, it's it's well. Not then what what of... are the features there for? If uh, well, my know... point here's my point that I was making was that like. In the same way that I rely on Griffin to make little big pineapple levels, other people can rely on my creativity in the game to get some enjoyment out of it, even if they're actively but not Chris, playing it themselves. Chris is saying, I, like,
0: okay, if you wanted to organize your, if you wanted to do some urban planning and you wanted to, like, make a neighborhood, right? That you're, sure. that all the, na- the, uh, the, uh, Inhabitant houses are located in. You can't just sure. open up a map and drag and drop them. You have to, you know, pay fifty thousand dollars and move the house, and then wait oh. a day
1: for the next okay. thing to to happen. Is that is that what you're yeah, saying? I mean, Chris? just doing any large scale. The, the The pleasure of this Animal Crossing is that it is not just your house; it is the whole island, right? Right. Sure. But the problem is doing that is uncomfortable, and okay. it is not accommodating to that experience. To being able to do it. Quickly, right? Like you have to manually plan every flower. Yeah. Okay. Count, to counter that,
0: My recent play of the game has been a complete reconstruction of my island. I literally got out the shovel and destroyed every, like, hill. I terraformed the island back to flat, and then I rebuilt it in the design of, like, a national park with a trail and everything. And I had to move every single, like, uh, neighbor house. I had to get back in the stock market to make money for all those renovations. And it took me a month and a half. But, like you can't but like to look at that time Chris is laughing but here's the thing you look at that time as like god that took way too long for me like that's the fun uh, like it is a yeah. a zen like experience and a very pleasant experience to like do all that shit so like if you to say that that is the annoying thing that you can't skip over that stuff like that's that that's the game in a microcosm i feel like yeah like, i mean, mean if, if, that, if that's like, like, not it's your thing like,
1: at that point where it's like that's great for that that specific type of player
0: yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: I, but that's but me.
2: I mean, <laughs> but is it better than Among Us for crying out loud? Jesus. I'm um, gonna <laughs> bring so. you
3: guys back to this.
0: I don't think so. I think Animal Crossing is
2: a better
3: game. I actually think Animal Crossing is better than Among Us. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I think it's very close because I do think Among Us made something very special. Um, I think Among Us got, I mean, I, w- I will say this.
2: Animal Crossing, st- I I think is uh, a much more cohesive thing. I think among us, to detract nothing from it, got extremely lucky <laughs> in that in in the got was very fortunate this year with the way that it sort of spread memetically. Mm-hmm. And This thing is if you don't have kids that watch YouTube, you don't know that Among Us is like. It's wild. It's Minecraft. There are, it's it's like there that are level. lengthy oh, yeah. like uh real life reenactment videos just in like people dressed up like Among Us characters like reenacting Among Us situations like it's bizarre. My kid will watch let's plays of Among Us with and has no interest in actually playing it. Um so yeah, I I it's it's a phenomenal massive smash but like uh I think that I I just think Animal Crossing is a little more cohesive.
0: I also like uh you know if there's a game night where me and people I know are playing among us, that's rad. But the like sort of seamless online multiplayer uh, matchmaking stuff is kind of lost on me because I have literally no interest in playing this game. If it's not with people I know. And I know that that's, that's there and you can do it, but I don't think the game is rich enough to like enjoy without the like personal aspect of, of lying to
3: your friends. To me, that's like the whole thing. As, as an old person, was sus a thing before Among y- Us? Yes, but it was derogatory. Ah, uh, yeah,
1: it's had like a I long mean, isn't history. Isn't it still there's, derogatory? There's still
2: not. It's not celebratory.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: but it was much worse.
0: All right. So are we Animal Animal Crossing
2: putting that
3: forward? Yeah, I think Animal Crossing takes it. Uh, but congrats to Among Us listener pick for making it to the semifinals.
2: Yeah, I mean that's a huge that's a huge uh, accomplishment. You can't you can't detract from that. Right. I think we all knew it was gonna come down to these two games, No, so of course like... we did, but it's still nice, it's still nice to see that kind of, uh, so that kind of thing. Kentucky Route Zero versus uh,
1: 13 Sentinels. That's all right,
2: wow. here we go. <laughs> well, no, it's actually not that, um, sorry. Juice, what are you doing? Nothing, Get ready for the for the uh, big finish. <laughs> okay, with some <laughs> licensed music? Um, licensed music, we don't give a shit about it anymore. Come on, baby, <laughs> it's the Wild Wild West out here now. Here it is The moment we've all been waiting for The final countdown The best two games of the year Scientifically chosen by the besties Among us Is gone (laughs) Spelunky Dead and buried It comes to this Animal Crossing And Hades Competing for the top slot The illustrious besties Game of the year and congratulations to Hades. Uh d- Does anyone want to say anything about Animal Crossing before we um, move on? Or
0: uh, I mean, is that is it, where is everyone? Maybe I think this is how we usually
3: do the final round before yeah, we like, get into it, right. and it's uh, usually very contentious. It's almost always two v two.
2: Yeah, hmm. I mean, I I ah. well, let's just do a hot take then. Let's see if it's going to be what it's going to be because we got Fuck. other stuff to talk about. We do. I would still like to talk about. Phoenix Rising and our show getting canceled and Phoenix Rising. Whatever pops <laughs> up. Uh, um, I think I, I, I the
0: memories that I have made as like corny as that sounds with Animal Crossing this year are, are very sort of special to me and will continue to be. And so for me, Animal Crossing takes it, but that is more a player experience thing than it is game thing. Because I think hmm. Animal Crossing does a lot of stuff really well and facilitates those those kinds of memories, but it also for everything it gets right, it gets something almost always network wise wrong. Whereas like everything Hades tries to do, it knocks the fuck out of the park. So I think mm. Hades is, is is a more competently made masterpiece of a game. What's your played, favorite game? I played it a lot, but I I just I can't get over the, the time that I had with Animal Crossing. So for okay. for me that is my
3: that is my personal goatee. Okay, so Griffin is with Animal Crossing. Um, I I will say, and this will probably clinch it, I will say that I've got to give it to Hades. I have spent countless hours with Animal Crossing, but you know, to, to echo Griffin's point, like I think if Animal Crossing nailed the network stuff, it would be a very, yeah. very tough situation yeah. where it wins hands down. Animal Crossing fails that stuff so spectacularly that it is really hard to elevate, a, ele- elevate it elevated above something that just not only not only does hades nail everything that it tries to do whether it's narrative voiceover music gameplay whatever but it essentially invents a new take on how a roguelike can exist in a way that is constantly evolving and not just like a hey I'm two percent stronger thanks to this upgrade I got. Mm-hmm. Constantly evolving narratively, constantly letting you uh, chase new things, learn new stuff about the characters. I still have—I still haven't unlocked a companion. There's an entire button dedicated to summoning a companion. I still don't have one. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I got to go with Hades uh, as much as I really, really love Animal Crossing. Yeah, that'll probably clinch it right there. I don't know that, Chris. Chris, you gonna do Animal Crossing? <laughs>
0: Chris, so think of it. Think of the. To, to, but think of Tom Nook.
1: Here are the two things that I think both games gave me a lot of joy and gave people a lot of joy in a year like void of joy. But I think they're two different types. I think Animal Crossing's joy was like, "Hey, <laughs> life has been taken away from us, and here is like a replica or a facsimile of the real world." That can help you transition into the suck of just not leaving your house for the year. And eventually, I I think we all kind of just accepted our fate. And it was like, okay, I guess we're just not going to hang out in public spaces. And for that, I love it as this like transitionary experience. But when I think of Animal Crossing, I don't know if it's like good or bad. It is the pandemic to me. Like
3: playing it, you know, wow. like how
1: you have certain music that you play during or that you was playing during a moment in your life. And then, then you like go back and listen to it. And you're like, "Who? like this is just high school. Like I, I, I cannot shake that. Um, that's that is Animal Crossing for me. Hades. I don't know if there was a game like it this year that made social media seem normal. Like people just completely. Um, drooling over the sexy gods and goddesses of Hades um, or just like fanning about whatever silly mechanic is in the game or showing their different builds um, it really felt outside of this year it felt like something <laughs> from like last year um, and that I, I, escapism is not the reason to play video games obviously we've celebrated a lot of things here that are not about escape um but wow was it's weird that a game uh, about escape escaping hell um yeah. like kind of accomplished that exact goal
0: um not to try i'm not trying to change your mind or anything but i also yeah. could argue that exact same thing for animal crossing and in fact i would argue that i saw more like social media stuff about animal crossing than i did mm-hmm. about hades like to me that was the escape and that was the thing that people were sharing you know, tweets about their design or their home or their new haircut or whatever the fuck. Like, I think, I think you could leverage the exact same.
1: Oh, yeah. But those compliment. people are dorks. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs>
2: a great point and well made. Um, I, I just don't think any, it, it would be, I can't think of the last time I enjoyed a game as much as Hades. I mean, I really, I, it's been five years. got like, I, I don't know if there's anything that, that is close. It's definitely the funnest game ever made. Um, and now it's the, I think, it, it stop me if you disagree, but now I think it's the besties number one game of 2020. All right.
0: Yay. Great
1: job. Congratulations. Also, man, the battle! Like, what a good year for video games if Great literally year. nothing else. I edited it
2: out. I edited it out where you said after um for video games, I cut that. <laughs> oh, part. no. So it's just, yeah, no, no, no. We, we <laughs> cut that. So it's just, what a good year. And then there's 20 seconds of silence. Yeah. <laughs> um... So, okay, we, (laughs) uh, I want to, can I talk, can we just talk about Phoenix Rising for two minutes? Because this is bothering me. It came out like a month, forever ago. It's it's a really, (laughs) it's a very pleasant little uh, uh, Assassin's Creed meets Zelda, mainly Zelda kind of thing, meets Hades. Meets Nintendo 64.
1: And I say that as a compliment, like in a real way. It is, very
3: old school and it's like, yeah. This is an honorable, we should clarify, what is this segment? Is it an honorable mention segment? This is an honorable mention for Immortal
2: Phoenix Rising. Yeah. I just wanted to get it in there before we got into the other stuff. Um, I've I've
0: finally been playing Dragon Quest XI S and I also think this is the time of year that this is finally fucking hitting for me. I've tried to play this game five times and for whatever reason,
1: and now I'm like 30 hours into it. What are you playing
0: on? Uh Switch.
1: It's on, yeah. uh, I, I, I think I'm going to play on Switch, but it's on Game Pass, I believe, for both Xbox and PC, for people cool. who are curious about it. I've never
0: it. played a Dragon Quest game before other than Dragon Quest Builders, and like so I was <laughs> never really willing to understand what this franchise was about, and it's like, it's just a JRPG-ass JRPG, but it also invented a lot of that shit, and so watching it, uh, I just reached the second act of the game, and it takes a narrative turn that focuses on my favorite character in the game in a delightful, delightful way that I won't spoil. That like really surprised me. Uh, so it's it's just a it's a fun little sightseeing tour of just some wild, uh, what some is wild this? places? Dragon Quest Dragon Eleven. Quest? Uh, it's it's so it's such a slow starter. Yeah, a painfully slow starter, but it, yeah, it right. goes somewhere I cool
3: um anything else uh i just started playing last night dicey dungeons on switch just just came out on switch and it is very very good it is probably it is my favorite dice based rpg uh it's been on steam for ages i believe terry kavanaugh made it um but it's just incredibly well made really approachable you can hand it to anyone and they can jump in um if you like Slay the Spire, stuff like that. But but I think much more welcoming than those sorts of games. So highly uh, recommend. I was going to talk about
1: Immortals Phoenix Rising until last night when I was just not feeling it so much anymore. And I wanted something a little bit faster. So I switched to this hot, sweet game called Crackdown 3. And y'all, but, oh God. God. Crackdown 3, pretty good. You ever had that experience no. where you go back and play a game way after you've had like all of your expectations for it? And then you can just be like, you know what? I enjoy this very much for what it is. Um, also, it has a uh, keys to the city mode has been added. Oh, uh, so if you were an original Crackdown one fan, uh, now is definitely the time to try it. Uh, assuming um, that you are, I not did that.
2: For it. I did that. I used to do that with Superman Returns. On the, on the Xbox, like I knew how bad it was. I was like, I don't know, whatever, <laughs> Superman. <laughs> I, also,
0: I also think some of us have been playing Cyberpunk but we'll probably do a whole episode yeah. about that because holy shit, there's a lot to talk yeah. about. But I did just want to mention, for all of its incredible, incredible flaws in so many different places, uh, I did get the, I'm driving a truck and then I just started T-posing through the roof with my both my butt ass cheeks hanging out and that is the (laughs) game of the year baby fuck Hades (laughs) driving with a truck while you t-pose through the roof with your butt cheeks hanging out is the fucking best thing I've ever seen in a video game before the game's not good it's not a good game but I t-pose through the roof with my butt cheeks hanging out like I gotta go stop the cyber corporations look at my (laughs) butt cheeks as I phase through the roof like a ghost and I'm crucified to nothing it does beg the question what are you what are you using to steer I guess my cyber knees. Who
3: knows? (laughs) Um,
0: Not my cyber butt cheeks, because I can see those, and so can everybody. Moon in the corporations. Fight the system.
2: Okay, so we uh, used to do the besties for a long time for Vox Media. Uh, The show ended partially because Griffin and I left Polygon, and uh, it was revived at the end of last year by Spotify. Uh, They paid us to do the show for them as an exclusive, and... I will always be very appreciative for their um, their trust in us and their support of us, and really making it possible for us to to make this make sense to do. Yes, um, as and, a weekly
3: thing, like we, yeah, we hadn't, hadn't weekly
0: done thing. weekly we in six years. or seven years. Yeah, you would not yeah. be listening to this right now if it weren't for uh, Spotify's uh, investment in the show, which was huge.
2: So we are so grateful to Spotify. But here's a short version, folks. We fucked up. We didn't do a good enough job <laughs> getting people to listen. And they were not interested in continuing that particular relationship. It's funny they said something about good money after bad. and
0: <laughs> They said something about Joe free. Rogan
3: and the numbers not matching up <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. to our boy it's Joe. Fu-
2: you know what? It's fine. But we did sell good. ourselves
0: to them as four cool Joe Rogans, which was That's awful.
2: There are very much no hard feelings. But we did have to have some tough conversations. Uh, about like what does this mean for the future of the besties. We're being very honest. This is what we decided with. We're just telling you the exact truth like I would tell my dad. I should tell my dad. Um, so we are... Uh, uh, here's what we're thinking. We are not going to uh, quit doing the show right now. We're not going to immediately look for some other podcast network to pick up the uh, the leavings... <laughs> <laughs> of, of the besties Here's what we, we are thinking of trying And fellas please feel free to jump in Or crack me as you see fit But um, we, it has been exclusive to Spotify Since it came back We have put it out Anywhere you can get podcasts uh, Including all the previous episodes um, And we want to give it A little bit uh, To figure out What kind of audience uh, There is for the whole show When you're not um, listening to it exclusively on Spotify, um, we don't know what that'll look like yet. We don't know what the future of the show will look like. What our options will be for continuing the show—it really depends on you all and this next chunk of time and how it goes. Because we don't know. We—it's very hard to get that kind of data, like what you know, what uh, exclusivity, how it affects your your overall listenership, and um, so that's the deal. We love making it. It has to make sense for us. We're all all people with families and stuff and every every everything you're doing professionally is time you're not doing something personally. So it's, it's got to make sense. And uh, I trust that you all, if you are passionate about the besties and you, you can help us spread the word in these coming weeks, um, it, it can continue to be a part of our lives and a part of your lives. And that is the outcome that we would all very, very, very much like. So please, I guess the call to action here is please, spread the word about the besties this is the this is the moment tweet share it review it on iTunes would be hugely helpful um, anything you can you can do to help get the word out there and then we'll we'll revisit here in in a little bit yep and figure out a plan
3: yeah it's uh, just to for clarification it's not going to be tomorrow we're not going to shut the show down in January or anything like that uh, we're gonna give it a few months of of uh, doing this thing. A few
2: months, no, sir. Two mu- seven weeks is my max <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> for free? Uh,
3: yeah. So, uh, th- you know, that is our intention. Is is uh, so we will be back in January. It's important to note. Um, we're looking to return January. 6th. what is the date? We'll be back January eighth. January. We're doing it
2: for free. we will return whenever the fuck we want that's, to.
3: That's true. But we will be back on January 8th. With so we a... don't have an end. <laughs> so yeah. we we'll figure it out. Uh, but it will be a um, looking ahead to 2021 and what the our most anticipated games are. A nice special thing. We will also in January have a Cyberpunk episode if I can get the game running. Uh, fingers uh, being chewed at the thought of it. But um, Yeah, we're going to let it get a few patches before we... Uh...
0: Yeah. Nah, man, I want that raw, uncut, T-Pose butt cheek shit, man. Play it, play it fucking now. If you're gonna play this game, play it now while the fun stuff is still in there because there's nothing more fun than that in the whole game, I guarantee it. My problem is you have to pay for it. <laughs> That's a good point. Y'all, I've, I have had things happen to me in this game <laughs> that I have genuinely thought that my computer was creepypasta haunted like that copy of Majora's Mask things that are beyond the scope of your regular video game bugs and begin to
2: tend towards the supernatural. (laughs) Uh, So anyway. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, thanks for everything. Thanks for, for hanging out with us for this past year. Thanks again to Spotify. Seriously, sorry we didn't do a better job. Um, hope we haven't burned all those fridges. Thank you to
3: the fans specifically for failure. supporting yeah. the show as
2: they have. Yeah, it's not your fault, it's our fault for not making a better show. Uh. I think we can all agree <laughs> on
3: that,
2: right? Uh, I feel comfortable with that.
3: Bessie's has always
2: been
0: like our uh, little engine that, well, it tried really the, hard, couldn't <laughs> quite always, but the way that the audience has like stuck with us and 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 grown this this year <laughs> has been uh really really b- sort of delightful to see. Uh, yeah. It,
2: all due respect, the Messies is the opposite of the little engine that could. It is a little engine that sometimes stops for no real reason and then restarts again. Uh, and no one knows why or how, but we're happy to do it whenever we are able to. Um, that's going to do it for this week. Oh, I want to say also a huge thank you. Uh, uh, the, he is thanked in the in the closing of the show, but I do want to say thank you. A big thank you to Jelani Carter for editing uh, this podcast for the past year, it could not have been a light lift.
0: No, or an enjoy. Uh, Sometimes when I edit our shows, I enjoy listening to uh, a funny joke here and there. um But I cannot imagine that this one is a is a breezy uh edit, a recreational no. edit. I would I
3: would yeah. say. I also want to uh, shout out a props to Ben Hosley who produced the show uh, throughout the year. Thanks nice, Ben, and Ben is awesome, and and you can listen a blank check. I mean, you know what? Don't, because they already have too many listeners, so listen to something else. (laughs) Um, uh, Okay, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much,
2: Uh, and be sure to join us again next time for the besties, because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games?
3: See